We're rolling. Welcome to Crab Chat, the unofficial fantasy review that you never wanted nor asked for. I am your host, Father Darcy, here with his parishioners in what has been a very underwhelming season for us. Let's kick off with some of the headlines from the past week and what a week it was. AFL Fantasy App causes chaos with wrong scores appearing nationwide. Fans are furious. We go down to the AFL Fantasy Hub to see what the commissioners have to say. Tom Stewart forgets he's playing footy and goes BAM! Creams rise into the top. Fantasy coaches securing their place out of the microphone bowl with more essentially clear. The microphone bowl heats up. We take a look at our contending teams drafting or lack thereof. And touching on from Tim's fitting crabby notice board from last week. We'd just like to welcome back Los Bola aficionados. Return to Perth. The fan favourite is back. Touching on Nathan's last group message. Again, still the 11th of June. Nathan, if you're out there, send us a thumbs up. Let us know you're still with us. And Taryn Thomas... He's returned back to La Piscina, where he belongs, after nearly a great effort last week for me, finally, but uh, I think a nice, dismal 17 points for Sam Gillis. Not what he was expecting, but definitely what I could tell him if he wanted some feedback on Taron Thomas's dismal season. We'll quickly jump into the results from round 15, the round that was, and we'll kick off with Los Bolo Aficionados versus The Claw. 1,024 to 1,015, one of our closest matchups of the round, and Los Bolo just seems to get it done. Doesn't matter his score, whether low or high. He's had a number of, number of low winning scores, but... Some big big scores from Isaac Cumming at the end of the round on Sunday. Angus Brayshaw, <clears throat> underperforming Callum Mills as captain, only 192, but big Zach Merritt, back to his best, 118. And, and Will Brody, who's been one of the pickups of the season, 117. And for the claw, his captain shouldered the load, 272, nearly helped him get across the line, but it was just uh, just underperforming stars everywhere else. No one else over 90 by the looks of things. Oh, 92. Otherwise, a few are 30, a 60, 69. Just not enough to get it done. Actually, some good scores on his bench. Some scores on his bench really would have got him across the line. He had Duggan on 88. Could have replaced Jack Crisp with Duggan. Norton, 81 on his bench. And he's played Tom Hawkins and nice 31 over Aaron Norton. So essentially some poor poor coaching there from Morgan to uh to keep him in yeah, to re- to really lose him the round. 
We'll move on to Kerl Herms Krebs, 11.04 against Jared Zilstra, Crustacean FC. He's gone the, uh, the 9.99, couldn't crack the ton, just stuck on 9.99. Kerl Herms Krebs has got a, a nice scoring all round, really. One, two, three, four, five hundreds. Duncan is captain. Only 206, but but enough to get the job done. He had Herms Krebs had Fife with 51 on field, so not, not a great score, but what really hurt Jared was Tom Mitchell as captain, only 162. Uh not enough to get him out of that bottom position. So Kyle taking the taking the chocolates there. The Canning River Scoop is a thousand and thirty one versus the Bowdens. A massive win for the Bowdens. Eleven hundred and three moves him a little bit away from the danger zone. Zach had a good captain score in Sam Walsh, two hundred and forty, and a lovely one hundred and thirty nine from Carl Amon, who just pulls those out of nowhere sometime. But Zach, unfortunately, had Langdon, 44, Kelly, 54, Danaher, 53. Scores like that just aren't enough to get you over the line. And when you look at Nathan Vlaston, Vlaston, who I don't know where the hell he's come from this year, 119. Seb Ross, like what the hell? That guy was dead two years ago. Seb Ross, 127. Josh Dunkley as his captain, 210. Just some solid scores. I think a lower score of 75. Compare that to a lower score of 44 and you're going to get Nathan a win. So well done to Nathan if he's still alive. Then we had Jordan Dinger, the Cray Loops FC, 1,230. It's really the season of the Dinger this year. Sam Doherty, 121. Pendles, 106. Jack Steele is captain, 248 and he's... First game back, no worries. 117 from Harry Himmelberg. How the fuck is Harry Harry Himmelberg scoring 100s every week? What a free agent pickup. That's just fucked. And then Dinger on his bench as well. Oscar McInerney, 116. Surprisingly, as I'm looking at these scores, it's showing up McInerney on his bench, but I assume that's for the week ahead. But anyway... This is maybe where some of the scoring's gone haywire on the fantasy app. And Benny Boy in the chicken casserole, 1,048. Big score from his captain, Rory Laird, 258, who we'll touch on a little bit later. Big score in his ruck, 131, but it was just the supporting cast. Not able to get it done with some 58s, 65. It's not going to get you a win, and Benny remains firmly... Firmly entrenched at the lower end of the, the table. We then went to our winning score for the round. Robbo's Janitors, 1,259. I do recall at the start of the year when the Janitors were 0-4 and me giving some timely advice to Tim to say, your team's good, you'll be fine. And here he is, win after win, the upper echelons of the table, Houston, 116. Dawson, 120. Took Miller as captain, 254. Keys, 110. Guthrie, 111. <gasps> Hickey, 90. Hickey, 90? Like, what the hell? Tom Liberatore, 110. However, he does have a big loss after that round with Tommy Stewart gone. 
We then have, well, and Robbo Janitors, 12.59, beat another high-scoring team. Very unfortunate for Mr. Johnny Maritz and the Angry Crab Shack. Definitely getting angrier by the week. 11.79. Unfortunately, would have beat most teams, but not enough to get it done against that large mop head of the Janitors. He had Jake Lloyd going bang, 1-4-1. Clayton Oliver... 204 as captain. I mean, Lloyd as captain would have would have brought it closer, but still not enough. Bontempelli, 118. Wits, 122. What a comeback from Wits after the ACL. And Dylan Moore, who's been a standout, 105. And that takes us to... Need to go the other way here on the bloody... As I'm scrolling. That takes us to the controversy. The app... The app deflate gate from the old Tom Brady days in the NFL. A Mandaclorian, 1,067, versus Darcy Parrish and his parishioners of 11, 13, 11, I wish it was 11, of 1,013. I actually paused to try and find the, uh, the screenshot of me actually winning this match, but I can't find it, so... Mandaclorian, Jaden Short, 104. Petrarca, 107. Stephen Caniglio, well, it's showing him as captain. Pretty sure he wasn't captain the other day. So what will that be? 126. The big one, Luke Jackson. Emergency on his bench. Comes in with a score of 125. It's probably the difference in the end. Otherwise, he didn't have a ruck. Taylor Walker, 103. Fuck's sake. Every time I play Taylor Walker, I swear he tons up. It's just absolute fucked. So that got Mandaclorian to 1,067 versus my, my crap team really needing some divine intervention. 1,013. We had Rich, 112. We had Neil as vice captain on the Thursday night, only going 79, leaving me a dilemma Having to play George Hewitt as captain with no Darcy Parrish, who is confessing his sins to the brotherhood and repairing his his mind, body, and soul. <sighs> but really, really, what the fuck went on with the fantasy app? I'm looking at my score. I'm seeing I'm no chance. I've got Sam Gillis texting me saying, you need 50 from both Pal Pepper and Todd Marshall, who's not in my team anymore, to get you across the line. I'm wondering, what the fuck's this guy talking about? I'm 150 points behind with two players, and he still have Coniglio. And Sam's saying, you've got it in the bag. I don't know. It's just, it's just ruined me. I'm going to paint a picture for you all. Let me just make sure this sound is loud enough. Picture this Sunday afternoon. Maddie and Ozzy, Maddie and Ollie, two Aussie shepherds, are walking in a green, luscious park at Rosalie Reserve in Subiaco. The janitors and the parishioners are chewing the fat. The sound of whistles in the background with a couple of Masters football games going on. A cold Matzo's ginger beer in hand. And supposedly, nine points is all you need at three-quarter time of the Port Adelaide and Gold Coast Suns game. Nine 
fucking points. You have a quarter for Todd Marshall and Sam Palpepper to score your nine points. They've got it in the bag, you think. Although Palpepper's starting on the interchange and Marshall drops two marks that you know would have got you over the line. Alas, Todd Marshall marks 30 metres out, directly in front. Mark, kick, goal. You know that's 12 points and a win to the parishioners. I think the Port Adelaide players end up scoring about 40 or 50 in the last quarter. I'm feeling comfortable. I think I've done it. I've got it in the bag. I'm thinking I've got myself clear of the microphone bowl. I'm feeling good. I confess to Tim and the janitors that it's made my weekend. Fuck soccer. It doesn't matter that my team's bottom of the ladder and we're going to get relegated. My fantasy team's got the chocolates. We've got it done. Only, only to find out half an hour later that it was all a scam, that I indeed had lost. We'll digress and we'll take a look at the ladder after round 15. Sitting pretty on top, although we question whether it's correct. Mandaclorian FC, one game clear with a record of eight and four. Second place, Los Bolo Aficionados on 30 points, seven, four, and a draw, 30 points there. Robbo's Janitors, up to third with 28 points, seven wins, five losses. Joined by Curl Hermskrebs, seven wins, five losses in fourth, and Jordan Dinger in fifth, seven wins, five losses. Dropping down to the Canning River Scoopers in sixth, and Morgan Anderson the Claw in seventh, both six and six. Eighth position, the Bowdens, and moving themselves six points or a game and a half clear of the microphone bowl. They have five wins, six losses, and a draw, 22 points. That takes us to ninth spot, the Angry Crab Shack, Johnny Moritz. A whopping five, 600 points ahead of some of the people, a point scored ahead. A whopping five to 600 points scored ahead of the people above him. However, just not getting it done with the Crab Shack at five and seven. And I suppose really still in the microphone bowl contention, but I have faith in his side. Tenth spot is Benny and the Chicken Casserole. Five and seven. So the the Casserole up against the Herms Krebs this week. They're still, they're still in danger, but we look at our 11th and 12th spot on the ladder. Father Darcy and his parishioners, four wins, eight losses, eight, uh, five losses in a row. Could be six for all I know, fuck's sake. On 16 points. And 12th spot, Crustacean FC, also four and eight. A lot less points scored, but I actually don't mind his team at the moment. So I am indeed starting to panic. This got me thinking. I found myself pondering. Has Jared infiltrated the AFL Fantasy app? Has he done this? So I felt a sense of security, a sense of happiness, a sense of calm on my mid-Sunday afternoon. Only 
to find out it was all a lie, it was all a scam, to feel that rage build up inside of me, to feel betrayed, to feel scared that I'm now really well and truly in the hunt to be performing comedy. This can't be. And we'll now take a look at the pigs for the week. And there's a couple familiar names there, but some that haven't been there for a while. Jake Lloyd, the top pig of the week, 141. Used to score like this quite regularly, but it hasn't really been Jake's Lloyd season. But good to see him back where he belongs. Second up, Hugh McCluggage, 136. Joined also in 136 by Carl Amon of Port Adelaide. He's been known to deliver some big scores of late, but a bit inconsistent. Rowan Marshall for the uh, chicken casserole, 131. We know that Marshall's got this potential when when Paddy Ryder's not in the side. And with Ryder out at the moment, Marshall is humming along. Also for the casserole, Rory Laird, 129. Some massive scores on the casserole's team, but not enough to get it done. Familiar face and one that has really refound the uh, the fountain of youth of late. Stephen Coniglio, 129 for the Mandaclorian. Of course, Coniglio is going to go big against me. That's just how it seems to work. Seb Ross, seventh for the week, 127. This is a throwback. I think it was two, three years ago. Some bloke picked up Ross towards the last rounds of the year. He goes bang and got him over the, uh, the hump to win the car in Classic. So... Seb Ross, maybe the late season specialist here. Another one for the Mandaclorian in eighth spot, Luke Jackson. Like, what the actual fuck? Of course he's going to go 125 the week he's playing me with gone out. Just thank you very much, Luke Jackson. Then we go to Jack Steele, a familiar face at the top end of the, uh, the fantasy scoring pig charts. 124 in his first week back. Welcome back, Jack. And another one, this one for the crustacean, and this why I have some concern and admiration for his team. Aaron Hall's back, a nice 124 for the crustacean FC. Hall getting himself prepared for the uh, the late charge for the crustacean. So there are 10 pigs for the week. Some big scores there, as you can see. Oh, geez, it really, really starts to get interesting now. And for our, for our segment of the week, I thought I would take a look at the bottom three sides draft order night. So we have Jared and Crustacean, we have Josh and the Parishioners, and we have Benny and the Chicken Casserole. We'll kick off round one in what we'll call hits and misses. So round one... Jared takes Tom Mitchell in what, unfortunately, has been a down year for Titchell. We'll have to say that one is a miss. Josh takes Brody Grundy, pick five. Another miss, injured for all the season and now sitting on the bench for Los Boller. And Benny takes Jack Steele. Hard to miss with, uh, with Jack Steele. We'll have to give that one a hit, although he has been injured. But when he's been out there, he's been scoring very, very nicely. Round two, Jared takes Jared Lyons, his namesake. Now, this one has to be a miss. Lyon is very much having a down year. 
Josh takes Lockie Neal. That one is a nice hit. We'll take that. First base. Neal's been back to his best this season. And Benny. Benny takes Rory Laird, an injured Rory Laird. I think he was out the first four or five weeks of the season. But isn't he coming up nicely, Rory Laird, this back half of the year? Some very nice scores with the one two nine on the weekend. Round three, saw Jared go with another miss and take Riley O'Brien. He's had some good scores, don't get me wrong, but he has been dropped uh, a number of weeks for Kyle Strachan, I believe. So it's sort of, it is a bit of a miss, but it's uh, it's on the fence there. Josh, round three, takes Darcy Parrish, who has been a hit, but he's also been out for a few weeks here and there. And Benny, with round three pick, takes Rowan Marshall, who was a pig from the last week, so... Bit of a hit, bit of a miss when Ryder's there, but Marshall Moore looking towards a hit. Round four, Jared takes Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall, who has scored well this season when he's played. Keyword, when he's played. So we'll give it we'll give it a uh, just above a just above the fence hit. And Josh then took Daniel Rich, who has been a nice hit for me. I do like Daniel Rich. And Ben has taken Dyson Heppel. Heppel would have to be in that miss category to think he's averaging mid-70s for a round four pick. You're probably hoping for a little bit better. Round five, Jared takes another one, Jared Degoe. He loves the guys with the same name as him. Degoe's had a good year, so we'll give this one a hit, although he is now out of action with his suspension after the, uh, the Bali incident. We... This is where things started to go wrong for for Darcy and his parishioners, Father Darcy. This is where Taron Thomas came into the fold. Round six, round six, geez, round five. What was I fucking thinking? Thomas expected for big things. Round five, massive, massive miss. It nearly came up trumps for me on the weekend with that lovely 17 for Taron Thomas on the Mandaclorian FC field. But again, Thomas still could not deliver for, for Father Darcy. And round five, Benny took Chad Wingard. Now, Wingard's had some good games. I'll sit that one on the, uh, on the, H, on the H slash uh, M hit, hit and miss right in the middle there for Wingard. Round six, we had Jared taking Jack Graham. Jack Graham... I don't know, six pick, you'd probably think, you'd probably expect a little bit better, but Jared Gra- uh, Jack Graham has had a few few good games in there. Josh took Jordan Ridley. That's a miss right there, averaging low 70s, yuck. And Ben took Brad Crouch. We'll have to give that one a hit. Crouch has had a nice season, averaging closer to 100, so not a bad pick up round six there for Benny. Round seven, Jared takes... Fuck, it's all Jack and Jared's in bloody... Jared's team, Jack Lacosius, seventh round pick, I think he was moved to the forward line, so not getting on the ball as much, and then he did his ACL, pretty sure it was his ACL, so he's fucked, we'll call that one a miss, Josh took uh, George Hewitt, what a pickup. that was a hit, round seven, don't mind that one, and uh, Ben's taken Shy Bolton, not the best fantasy scorer, but a pretty good AFL player, so re- really... Uh, Hit nor miss there. Round eight. Big hit here for Jared. Jack Gresham. Is it Jack Gresham? Fucking hell. Another Jack. What the what the hell? 
We'll give that one a hit. I took Will Snelling. That's been an absolute fucking miss and a guy that I dropped and then picked up on the weekend. Gave him the emergency thinking, right, first game back, he's going to go bang all the time he's missed. Yeah, a nice fucking 31 or something like that as the uh, emergency forward. Great. And then Ben's taken Nick Hind, who had a slow start to the year, but he's starting to come pretty good. I actually think he's in the pool, so we won't touch on that one too much. We'll call it a miss. Jared, round nine, taking uh, Jacob Hopper. Oh, fuck, running with the theme of first name starting with J. Jacob Hopper's one of those guys that just, he'll get a good score here and there. He just kind of keeps you, keeps you holding on to him. You're kind of expecting him to go bang. He'll get 100. He'll get an 80. You just hold on to him, hoping for the best, but really expecting the worst. This is where I took Matty Rouse, started like a house on fire. I think it was 134. I'm thinking I've got an absolute steal. And then after that, absolute pass until I dropped him. John's picked him up, and now he's going fucking all guns blazing, the bastard. And uh, another miss for Benny here has taken James Warple, who has just really lost all ability when it comes to playing football. Next round, round 10. I hope I can count right. Is that round 10? Yeah, it looks like it. Jared's taken Elliot Yo, who had he hold, held on to him, is playing some really nice footy this back end of the year. So, I mean, it, it's a miss, but at the same time, he started to come good. This is where I unfortunately did an auto draft and picked up Lockie Hunter, who's been a miss. A miss for a number of reasons. A miss because he's been shit for my team. A miss because he's going on mental health leave. And uh, team announcements from last night or from, from Wednesday. Lockie Hunter is now back. Thanks, Lockie Hunter. And another miss for Ben here is taking Jack Martin, who this year is just having an absolute mare. One here for Jared, uh, Dylan Shield. He's moved away from from the first letters, starting first name starting with J. Dylan Shield. I think he was injured to start the season. It's a bit of a hit now. He started to come actually quite good. Not sure if he's still on Jared's side. I don't believe he is, but he started to come good, Dylan Shield, with all Essendon's injuries and pathetic performances. I took Sonny Walters. I'm looking for the uh, the throwing up in my mouth emoji when it comes to this one. Definitely a miss. And Benny's taken Brody Smith quite late. That's a hit right there. Good pick up there from Benny. We move on. Jared takes Jeremy Howe, going back to the first name, starting with J. Uh, Jeremy Howe's had a pretty, bit of a down season this year, so we'll give that one a miss. Uh, I take Rory Sloan. Had some good games early, then did his ACL, so that's a nice miss. Thank you. Uh, Benny takes Zach Williams. Slow start, came good, got injured. Has to be a miss, I suppose. Getting to the last three picks of each team. We'll go through the last three picks for each team rather than break it up. Jared then goes Jarman Impey, another fucking J. Some pal bloke from North Melbourne. I think it's Tom. And then, so Impey, well, he's come started to come all right. We'll put him on the fence there. Pal, not really sure. We'll just call it a miss. But what about a final final round pick from Jared? Nick Dacos, absolute hit. Defender, midfield status. That has been one good pickup for Jared there, Nick Dacos. I went with Laddams, hardly played. I think Tim played him for a bit. Picked up Ryan Burton, second last draft pick. He's actually been all right, still in my team. And then, Will, is it Willem Drew? No, I think that's the actor. 
Is it Will Willem Drew? Maybe it is. Yeah, shit, I'm thinking of Willem Dafoe. Willem Drew, he got dropped pretty quickly and has had his absolute pus season. Ben went some some good last picks with his last three. He went Dion Prestia, who, other than injuries and getting knocked the fuck out this past week, has been good when he's played. He picked up Brad Hill, who also has that dual position status, has been good. And then Tim Membry, well, we'll call that one a miss. So just wanted to touch on the segment here of hits and misses. I thought we'd look back to the draft night and really where it's all gone wrong for all these fantasy pundits. I can tell you that within my team, I still have one, two, three, four, I can say Snelling, five, six. So six of my original 15 picks are still with my side. We'll quickly take you to the Crustacean FC where, fucking hell, the internet's slow here. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight players still. Nine, I missed Dacos. So nine players that he drafted still in his team. So he's remained quite loyal, has Jared. Not much trading. He's remained loyal to his drafting from draft night. And the chicken casserole, I'm expecting maybe three guys still on his team. He loves to wheel and deal. Benny has got to be the number one wheeler and dealer across AFL Fantasy in WA. Well, in WA, in Australia-wide, I should say. He'd have to be up there. Benny's got, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh fuck! So he's he's actually equal with me. Six drafted players still remain in his team. There you go. So that's our little that's our little segment for this week. The hits and misses. And Jared coming up with the most loyalty. Maybe loyalty is the uh, the reason he is last on the ladder. But it all comes down to these final games. We've got a number to go. It is scary times for the men in the, the lower half of the ladder. I didn't include Johnny Moritz, as I think Johnny Moritz is safe. I don't think his team needs to be investigated. But stranger things have happened before. And stranger things will happen again. And that brings us to one of our favourite segments of each week. And that is the Archie Dickens Award. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I found it difficult this week to nominate the, to nominate, yeah, to nominate a number of people for the Archie Dickens. So I'm just going to award it. I'm going to award it to The Claw and Morgan Anderson he has left himself vulnerable at six and six in a matchup against Los Bola aficionados when he really could have taken home the win. He had a great captain. He had Liam he had Aaron Norton play very early in the round. When did when did the, the Bulldogs play? The Bulldogs played last week on Saturday. Nope, got that wrong. 
Bulldogs played Friday night. So we had Friday night and Norton locked in with 81 on his bench. You're thinking, fuck, that's a pretty good score as a forward, particularly this season. And you have Tom Hawkins playing on Saturday. Easy trade that one out, lock in Norton, 81. He also had Liam Duggan on his bench with an 88, who also seconds as a midfielder. And he had Dom Sheed out for the Eagles. I suppose he's put Sheed in to be his captain for McCluggage. Regardless, one of two changes. Morgan gets the win. He moves up to fifth on the ladder and is then three games clear and essentially out of microphone bowl contention. So, Morgan, unfortunately, mate, you've got the Archie Dickens for the week. I did consider Tim and his mate, Tom Stewart, for just going absolutely kapow. But, Morgs, you've left yourself in contention for the microphone bowl. So, for that, you've been awarded the Archie Dickens for this week. Moving forward, we will preview our fixtures for round 16 in what promises to be another massive one in the What Mud Crab League. First up, we have the Mandalorian FC against the Claw, first v seventh. If Sam can get over the line, he will remain top of the ladder and it will keep Morgan within striking distance of that microphone. So, Morgs, be wary. It's creeping up. It's creeping closer. We have Los Bola, second position on the ladder against the Bowdens in eighth position. So sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mandalorian over the claw in that one. Lost Bola against Nathan and the Bowdens. Might go with an upset here. I might go with the Bowdens. The Bowdens finally starting to find a bit of form. Their Western Bulldogs players are back, and we know the Bulldogs score well. Lost Bola getting across the line with some cheap wins. I think this week he gets found out. We've got the Herms Krebs. Fourth position against the Casserole in 10th. Because I need Ben to lose, I'm going to go with the Herms Krebs getting over the line here and getting the job done. Please, Kyle, please do something for me here. We got the Canning River Scoopers against the Angry Crab Shack. Sixth versus ninth. I'm going to go with Johnny Moritz here. His team actually scores very well. He's been one of the more unlucky fantasy players of this particular season. So... Angry Crab Shack to get the job done there and and remove himself from microphone bowl contention. And then fifth v third, the Cray Loops versus Robbo's Janitors. Two high-scoring teams and two guys in a nice touch of form. I think the Janitors are probably in too good a form to not get the job done, although I see this one as probably the second best match of the week. Which takes us to Dearly beloved, if this love only exists in my dreams, don't wake me up. Too much light in this window. Don't wake me up. The matchup of the round, the microphone bowl, the one we don't want to be a part of. Father Darcy and his parishioners against Crustacean FC, Joshua Marocchi versus Jared Zilstra. 
And we're going to preview, we're going to review this one a little bit closer with the lovely sound of Chris Brown in the background, not wanting to wake up from the disaster that's been this season. We've got Rich against Aaron Hall, both averaging 90, low 90s. So that's a, that's a tough one right there. We've got Jordan Clark versus Nick Dacos, both average, well, Clark averaging 80 and Dacos 83. And we've got at the moment Ryan Burton versus Mason Redmond. Burton 79, Redmond 85. We've got Lockie Neal averaging 113 against Tom Mitchell averaging 94. You watch Mitchell go absolutely nuts this week and dick me. We've got George Hewitt versus Jared Lyons. Hewitt 98, Lyons 96. We've got the return of... Father Darcy averaging 101, matching up against Jack Viney on 98. So that could be quite pivotal with Darcy returning this week for Essendon. And we've got Chad Warner v Riley Bonner. Bonner's actually a nice sneaky pickup there from uh, from Zilly. I'll give him credit for that one. Warner 84, Bonner 79, but Bonner's last three average would be trending more towards the 100. This comes to where I really fail and fall down. I've got Tom DeConin in the ruck with a nice average of 62. Yeah, please don't wake me up. And he's got Riley O'Brien with an average of 91. Shit, he's averaging 91. Fuck. And then we go to the forwards. Sam Powell Pepper. Been a good servant for Father Darcy this year. Many prayers down by the, uh, the, the Adelaide River. The Yarra. Is it? Fuck, I don't know. Ignore me there. It's the wrong one. Sam Palpepper, 73 versus Jack Graham, 79. I've got Salvani averaging 73 versus Jade Gresham. Sorry, not Jack Gresham. 88. So that one, I'm not trending too good here. And then we've got Benny Ainsworth, who's been drafted in this week with a nice average of 73, coming up against Tim Membry with 68. So there it is, folks, the microphone bowl. It's going to be pivotal. Both players, four wins, eight losses, 11th versus 12th. The winner of this is really, really going to be feeling a little bit better about themselves come Sunday afternoon. There'll be less, there'll be less fear. There'll be less disappointment. I'm telling you, it will absolutely make my weekend if I can get over the line against Jared this weekend. I'm sure he'd say the same thing. Looking at the benches, Nick Blakey, Jared Berry, Jai Newcomb, and Will Snelling, who's still sniffing around, versus Darcy Fort, Jarman Impey, Blake Akers, and Jordan Degoe. I am predicting I will get the job done. I'm hoping I will get the job done. I need to get the job done. So that is where Father Darcy will leave all you listeners for this week. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you for your participation. We thank you for your support. And most, and mostly, we thank you for your prayers. Please get down on your knee. Say your prayers. Say your prayers for Father Darcy and his parishioners. We need them. We need some divine intervention. We need all the help we can get this week. 
We don't want to be sitting last on the ladder. We don't want to be doing comedy. And a message to the AFL fantasy app and the AFL commission in general. Do not fuck this up. Do not give me false hope that I've won only to find out I have not won. It's not fair on me. It's not fair on our listeners. And it's not fair on our other players. You don't want that feeling I had on Sunday when I thought I was home and hosed only to later find out that I'd fucking lost. So don't fuck it up. Thank you, listeners. Father Darcy is out.